Coming up this week, hear all about Nassim's trip to Walt Disney World. Welcome to this week's episode of To the Mouse and Back. This week, we are going to hear from Nassim, who also got to do Rise of the Resistance, just like Jesse two weeks ago. And I promise that this trip report will be 100% spoiler free for those of you like me who haven't had the chance to write it yet. So don't be afraid that we're going to accidentally spoil anything about the ride. Now, before we get into the trip report, I want to take some time over the next few episodes to answer some of the more common questions that I get about this podcast. So the first is, how do I make money off of the podcast? This question is very easy to answer because I don't. In fact, it actually costs me money to host the podcast, but just like, you know, other people with hobbies, I just pay that money and I get nothing to show for it other than my excitement at getting to do the show and the connections that I've made with those of you who also love Disney as much as I do. So yeah, it's just kind of my fun hobby. It's not something that is any kind of revenue source for me. So before we get to the trip report, a super quick reminder to submit 2020 Disney trips. I've already contacted my January and February guests, but if you are going March or later in 2020, please submit your trip. I'm still definitely short on trips for later this spring and especially this summer, so I would love it if you would submit trips that you have coming up. Or since you are clearly the person who all of your friends come to with questions about when they're going to Disney World because they know you're the expert, if you are talking to somebody who you think would make a good guest for the show, please encourage them to submit their trip. Uh, The link with the details for how to submit trips is easy to find in the show notes. All right, so getting to the trip report this week, I do have to issue a slight correction on something that we said in the episode. In talking about the Be Our Guest restaurant, I mentioned that Disney does not differentiate between adult and kids quick service credits. And at the time that we recorded this, that was accurate. But as of January 1st this year, that is now incorrect. Disney is now issuing separate credits for adult quick service meals and kids quick service meals. So if you have the quick service or standard dining plan and you're going to be going with kids, you will have to keep that in mind from here on out. Kids will have to order from the kids menu, even at quick service restaurants. All right. With that said, let's go ahead and get to Nassim trip report. Hey, Nassim, welcome to the show. Hey, Rachel, thanks for having me. Of course. How are you tonight? I'm doing good. I'm just counting down to the trip and Thanksgiving this week. So I'm really excited. Yeah, you've got a lot of fun stuff coming up. That's really exciting. Yes, I can't wait. We're 10 more days and then we'll be at Disney. (laughs) Nice. Oh, I'm so jealous. Well, before we jump into talking about your trip, tell me a little bit about what is your Disney history? Sure. So I did go to Disney as a child, but I don't really have a lot of memories. We went once when I was a baby. Um, My dad was doing work down there. And so I think we might have just gone for like the day. My parents were not like Disney fanatics or Disney planners. Uh Um, And then I have a memory of going, I guess, when the 25th anniversary went on because the castle was pink. Uh Um, 
which I didn't even realize until recently, but a uh, Disney group I'm in, someone just posted a picture and I'm like, oh, I remember that castle. And <laughs> um, so I think those are the only two trips that I took when I was a kid. Um, and then fast forward in 2013, I took my first trip when I got into Disney planning as an adult. Um, and I went with my mom and that was a whole whirlwind. I hadn't been to Disney in a really long time, um, planning for the first time and taking kids. So it was a lot, but I really loved it. Um, but then I didn't go again until this year. So, um, and then this year I went in May with my mom and cousin and some friends. And then I actually went to Tokyo Disney in June and oh, then wow. I went back in December to Disney World. So it's been a huge Disney year. Yeah, that's a lot of Disney. Do, does that mean you have annual passes this year? Uh, unfortunately, no. Okay. When I went in May, I didn't know for sure I was doing a December trip. And I really regret not getting an annual pass because the price went up like the next month or two from mm. whatever it was to the like huge amount it is now. Right. So sadly, I did not do that. Yeah. Um, but I wish I had. <laughs> it probably saved you in the long run not having done it because you would have fit like multiple additional trips in. Well, we'll get to this later, but I am looking at upgrading to an annual pass when I go in December. So you're right. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Cool. So tell me a little bit about what is your planning style as you're planning these trips? Do you do your best to build in as much flexibility as possible? Do you do your best to make these like really uber structured trips? Where do you fall on that spectrum? Sure. So I would consider myself more of a very like type A planner, which um, I think is very common for people who listen to trip planning podcasts. <laughs> yep. um, I think we're like a rare breed of people. Um, but this trip that's coming up in December, my husband is not a Disney fan and he is going on this trip. So I am trying to be very cautious about being structured, but flexible because I want him to really love going and want to go back with me as uh -huh. much as I want to go. Um, but I have a spreadsheet. I listen to Disney podcasts. I'm in Disney Facebook groups. So I would call myself structured, but trying to live flexible for this trip. <laughs> yeah. And that is such a good point. Literally anybody who has submitted their trip to this podcast, when I ask them that question, they're never going to be like, oh, I really don't do much in the way of planning. <laughs> I really like it's already somebody who meets that threshold of like, I listen to Disney trip planning podcasts in my spare <laughs> right. time. So yeah, I know. I mean, my husband makes fun of me because literally like, it's like very relaxing for me to listen to this. So it's like while I'm getting ready, while I'm cleaning dishes and cooking, it's like I always have Disney podcasts going right now. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely that person. I mean, like you're talking to somebody who has a full-time job, has two kids who require a great deal of work. And I started a Disney podcast because I'm a crazy person. So yeah, I, totally I love it. it. I totally understand like why you did it. And I love that you did it. I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. So the trip you have coming up, you said it's going to be you and your husband. Is that correct? It's me and my husband. And then also my mother-in-law, Noreen. Okay. Um, so just the three of us, um, we don't have any kids yet, just three large dogs. So all our trips right now are adult only. Um, so yeah, we, and we picked our trip dates because of Rise of the Resistance opening. So ah. I'm nervous and excited about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
So how are you guys going to be getting there? Are you flying or driving? We're flying. So we live outside of Austin, Texas. So there's really good price nonstop flights from Austin to Orlando. So we're going to be flying in the morning of Saturday, December 7th, really early and coming back the night of Thursday, December 12th. And we're flying Southwest there and JetBlue coming home. Okay. All right. Awesome. Now, where are you going to be staying? So when I did my trip in May, I realized I really love split stays. So Mm -hmm. we are doing another one of those. We are staying our first night at uh, Port Orleans French Quarter, which I've never stayed at. And then we're switching over to the Swan Hotel. Um, I stayed at the Dolphin when I was there in May. But um, I'm doing the Swan because I got a great Priceline Express deal on it. So (laughs) I'm going to try that one out. Um, So yeah, new hotels that I'm excited to, to try out. Awesome. All right. So you said it'll be one night at French Quarter and then four nights at Swan? Yeah, four nights at Swan. That's right. Okay, awesome. How did you pick, how did you decide between those two that those were the ones you wanted to spend time at? Well, for the first night, I switched hotels, like, I kid you not, at least five times (laughs) because the dream was to stay at Wilderness Lodge because it's Christmas, but the price, it was regular price and I just couldn't justify like forking over the amount it cost for mm-hmm. one night. Um, so, and then we went to Grand T- the Grand Destino. Is that how you say it? Uh-huh. The Coronado Springs to- Tower. And then it was Port Orleans Riverside. And Port- anyhow, we ended up at French Quarter. And I figured that was a good fit because the day we arrived, we're going to go to Disney Springs. And I figured it has the boat over to Disney Springs. It only has one bus stop. So when we go to Magic Kingdom the next day, it should be hopefully easy to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why for the first night. And then for the other ones, I wanted a hotel that we could walk to both Epcot and Hollywood Studios, um, especially Hollywood Studios because of Star Wars. So um, I was eyeing Priceline Express deals for either the Dolphin or the Swan. Um, and I got a great rate. So we went with that. Awesome. Okay. All right. So for a total of five nights there, six days, how many days worth of park tickets do you have? So I went ahead and did five day tickets and we have a Christmas party. Um, it was, I think, 50 or $20 more to add that fifth day. And so even though we are only going to do like a small half day at Epcot one day since it's a Christmas party day, um, I figured why not for that price difference? So yeah. we have five um park not park hopper just one park per day tickets okay one park per day so looking at those five days plus christmas party how did you kind of make the decision about how to allocate your time are you going to try to go to each park we are going to go to each park so i had a hard time with schedules with the christmas party going on in star wars galaxy edge with rise of the resistance opening um I had a really hard time navigating schedule and it's December, but I ended up picking dates around like the Christmas parties. So I picked what day we wanted to go to the Christmas party and then I worked everything else around that. So we're going to do one full day at Magic Kingdom. Well, it's a Christmas party that night. So till 6 p.m. we're doing um, Magic Kingdom and then we're going to do one full day at Animal Kingdom, a half day at Epcot since it's not got much open right now. <laughs> and then um, two days at Hollywood Studios because of Star Wars. Okay. So half day at Epcot. And then you said two days at Hollywood Studios? 
Yeah. So our last two days, Wednesday and Thursday, we're going to do Hollywood studios. And I kind of pushed those out, um, because I wanted to hear how Rise of the Resistance was opening and I figured the weekend would be chaos. And so I just kind of pushed it out from there. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the highlights you are most excited about at each park. So let's just go ahead and dive into Hollywood Studios. What are you most excited about for Hollywood Studios? Absolutely most excited about Star Wars. Um, we're all huge Star Wars fans. We're building lightsabers. We're, I'm building a droid. Um, just getting to go into the lands. It'll be our first time to get to do that. Um, I, if Rise of Resistance is as, as amazing as they're hyping it up to be, mm-hmm. <laughs> getting to experience that right after it opens. Overall, I'm not a huge Hollywood Studios fan. So the idea that we're spending two days there, like, I'm like, that seems kind of crazy because <laughs> I don't ride rock and roller coaster. I don't do Tower of Terror. But I think with Star Wars and Toy Story Land and the shows, I think it'll be a nice like amount of time to where we can really see everything and not feel rushed. So I think it'll be a good decision to have yeah. spent that much time there. Awesome. Okay, cool. All right. So your half day park, Epcot, what are you most excited about there? Um, you'll be happy about this, but going back to Garden Grill yes. <laughs> to breakfast. Oh, Perfect. <laughs> Yeah, we, uh, I heard all the like rave reviews about it. So when I was there in May, we did breakfast um, so that we could get into Soren and I loved it. And I'm like, we have to do that again for this <laughs> trip. So Perfect. that's on the list. <laughs> so you don't need to do anything else the rest of your trip. You're good. Trip I mean, made. Essentially. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but we're going to, I'm not really worried about doing too much at um, Epcot. There's, it just seems like there's not a lot to do there right now with it under so much construction. So right. going to breakfast, going on Soren. we have a fast pass for the frozen ride because I love frozen. Um, uh-huh. And I think just like walking around and seeing the, is it the festival of the holidays, the festival they have then? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, so, I mean, I figure we'll eat some snacks and if that's all we do at Epcot, I'll be happy with that. Yeah. Awesome. All right. And then for Animal Kingdom, what are you most excited about there? So I was absolutely amazed by Flight of Passage when I was there in May. So going back, that's a huge priority, um, is getting to share that ride with my husband and my mother-in-law. Now, do you have fast passes for it? Definitely. And we're also going to hopefully be there early enough to rope drop and get, um, get through the first like wave of people. I was oh. able to do that in May, but May is different than December. So right. we'll see. And it's also an early open that day. Um, but uh, Pandora uh, Flight of Passage is like the number one like thing I'm most excited about. And then I'm also excited to tour Animal Kingdom. It's not like 99 degrees outside. Right. So I hear it's much more enjoyable when it's cooler. Um, so I think it'll be nice to be there they're in all the parks during the holidays and see the decorations and just kind of feel the like holiday spirit within the parks. Yeah. Now I'm curious, you mentioned flight of passage. How is your mother-in-law with rides? Like, is she like a, yeah, let's ride some roller oh my coasters. Gosh. Yeah, she loves roller coasters and I'm, I have, uh, I think you do like site vertigo. Mm-hmm. So some rides, like really I can't do like they just make me feel really bad um but she wants to do like all the roller coasters and I'm like okay 
you enjoy them. I'm not like I did. Um, when I was there in May, I tried two rides. I'd always like, was too afraid to try on my last trip, Everest and, um, Tower of Terror. And I hated them. <laughs> I thought they would be like experiences where I'm like, Oh, I'm so glad I did those. But, uh, I, I am not, I like like seven dwarfs, mind train, slinky dog dash type thrill rides, uh-huh. not like going backwards and spinning and that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Well, and especially, I mean, rides like rock and roller coaster, like I honestly, like, I mean, I find rock and roller coaster fun while I'm on it and then I get off and for the rest of the day, I feel a little bit like I'm dying and like, yeah. it's just not, it's not yeah. worth it. It just messes it. with my head and I'm like, I want to feel good the rest of the day. Not like, Oh, that was a terrible idea. Yes. And I'm hoping, so when I, when I was on my last trip, I took motion sickness medicine when I did flight of passage, but it makes me super drowsy. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try and do it without it, but I'm a little nervous. We'll see how it goes. That may be, I'll have it with me just in case I need it as soon yeah. as I get off the ride. Um, but I think I'll be okay. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what kind you take. And I'm going to go ahead and just give a disclaimer that I am in no way a medical professional. Please do not quote me for any <laughs> medical anything ever. But I use Bonine. I don't know if you've ever used that, but it's non-drowsy. I haven't. And it doesn't, you don't notice the side effects of drowsiness? No. Uh-uh. And it's so, okay. like, if I take Dramamine, I feel like I've had, like, one and a half beers. That's exactly what I took too. Yeah. It it just kind of throws me off and I just, I'm a little like, like I turn my head and it's like things keep moving a little, it just makes me feel a little weird. Um, but Bonine, I don't feel any effect. I usually start taking it. I actually take it even before I fly. I start taking it 24 hours before. So I kind of get it in my system and I just take it every day. And, um, it, it, it makes it a lot more manageable. I take it before I go on cruises and stuff like that. And it does not make me tired. And it does, you know, if like, if you're on like swirling saucers or like the teacups, like, yeah, you're still going to get dizzy, but, (laughs) um, but it just kind of like, I feel like it, you know, those things that are just kind of maybe like a little bit iffy, it makes those doable for me. So. All right. That's, that's awesome. I will, I'll have to get some, um, cause I took Dramamine the last time and it just made me so sleepy yes. and uh, yeah, anyhow, it just kind of like affects the rest of the day in that way. And that's not fun either. Yeah, so. for sure. So, okay, cool. All right. Well, I am very jealous that you'll get to see Animal Kingdom with all of its holiday stuff. I have heard nothing but good things about it and seeing some of the videos of the like animal puppets and stuff, like it just looks oh, like yes. there's some neat stuff. Yeah, I've I've been listening to like reports and seeing photos of this. Yeah, I'm super excited. I love Christmas. I've had my Christmas trees up for two weeks, like kind of <laughs> shamelessly. So um, yeah, <laughs> I'm excited to go during the holidays. It, it'll be fun. Fun. Okay. All right. So then Magic Kingdom, you've got a whole day plus a Christmas party there. So tell me what are the highlights you're most excited about there? Well, I mean, I love Magic Kingdom, I guess who doesn't love Magic Kingdom? I just, everything about it is just like Disney magic. Mm -hmm. So I think I guess overall, I'm just excited to be at Magic Kingdom and I want to ride everything (laughs) except (laughs) I do not ride the teacups for Uh the reason you mentioned earlier. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I haven't, again, my husband and I haven't, we went to Tokyo Disney together, but this will be our first time at Disney World together. So I'm excited just to like, share that with him and my mother-in-law I think it'll be really fun 
And for the Christmas party, I'm super excited. I've never gotten to go to a party before. Um, so just getting to be there and see, I know you can see the frozen, um, I don't know what they call it, where they like light up the castle. And I'm excited to see the parade and fireworks. And I love holiday treats. So I'm excited to like walk around and do those. And I honestly think we'll try and mostly do rides where you know, we're adults and I like characters, but waiting in like 30 minute plus lines is probably not a priority of any of ours. Yeah. Um, so we probably won't do that unless we see like a short line. that's like, let's just go for it. Um, but I think just being in Magic Kingdom during the holidays, um, will be really special. Um, and we're doing a pre-park opening at Be Our Guest. So I'm hoping to get on Seven Dwarfs at the beginning of the day, but we will see. <laughs> awesome. What time is your reservation? I got an 8 a.m. So Perfect. I did not plan this trip out 180 days. I planned this like starting in August. So I've been getting all my reservations through touring plans and mouse dining. Uh-huh. And I've been able to get all the times I want um, for all our dining. So I got an 8 a.m. and I got a 8.40 at Garden Grill, which is the time I wanted. So I'm pretty happy with those morning awesome. reservations. And be our guest. I'm guessing you will place your order at least a couple days ahead of time. Yes, taken care of. Perfect. I was like, I've been like, once I was like on to planning the trip, I was like, how soon can I do all of these <laughs> things? So yeah, we're, we're ordered and ready to go. Perfect. Now, do you have any other dining reservations other than Garden Grill and the Be Our Guest Breakfast? I do. We have a few that I'm really excited about. So the first night at French Quarter, I actually added on the deluxe dining plan since it's just for one night. Uh-huh. And the reason I did that is Saturday night, um, we're going to do Artist Point, the storybook dining at Artist Point. And I heard that that's a great use of a dining credit. So Mm -hmm. I figured definitely adding on the dining plan. And I really wanted to see Wilderness Lodge at Christmas since I couldn't stay there. Right. Um, So we'll be able to use um, dining credits there. And then we'll share credits the next morning. because I'm just going to do two entrees. And then we're going to do California Grill on Sunday night for dinner. And I'm also really excited because I haven't eaten there. Um, and I always hear wonderful things about that. So I'm excited to do that as well. Fun. California Grill is interesting when you're on the deluxe dining plate. So that's that's the day that you check out of French Quarter. Is that correct? Yes. So the, what I'm planning to do is since the deluxe comes with appetizer, entree and dessert uh-huh. to just eat for two of us, cause that's more than enough food. Yes. Um, and so we'll share breakfast sort of and share dinner that night at California grill. And then I'm planning to use snack credits the rest of the day. So I think that'll cover all of our credits, but yeah, yeah. I've not I don't know what qualifies at California Grill, though. Like, I was looking at their menu. I don't know what's an appetizer. (laughs) So when we went, the sushi rolls were appetizers. And they are enormous. And they're like $25 each, which is bananas. But, you know. um, Yeah. So we each got a sushi roll and an entree. And my husband got like an $80 steak that I don't think is on the menu anymore, but it was insane. (laughs) And dessert and a drink. Like our meal would have cost us like $225 or something insane. Um, and then we, we, cause we had the deluxe dining plan as well. So yeah, so that's, that's a good place, especially when you have the deluxe dining plan. 
that's what I thought. And I'm like, you know what? Also, I've never done the dining plan. Um, so I figured it'd be fun to just have it for one, um, well, technically two days, but yeah. one, one of our nights, um, and get to try it out and see what I think of it. And since we had that character dining on Saturday night, it just made sense. Cause I think artist point is at like $55 a person. Plus if you get an alcoholic drink, you're looking at like $70, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, plus tax. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to utilize that and hopefully save some money. <laughs> yeah, that'll be awesome. Okay. Do you have any other reservations other than Artist Point and California Grill? Um, Monday at Animal Kingdom, I, we're doing an early dinner at Tiffin's, okay. um, which is another place I haven't tried that I, I tried to plan places where I knew they had really good food um, mm-hmm. because that was important to my husband and my mother-in-law and also me. Uh-huh. So um, we're going to try Tiffin's and then um, at Star Wars Land, um, we have reservations for Ogas. Okay. And so, I mean, I guess that's not food, but we have drink reservations, right. there, I should say. <laughs> um, and then I think that covers all of our dining reservations. Okay, awesome. All right. Is there anything else about your trip that you're particularly excited about that we haven't talked about yet? I mean, I think we covered, I'm just really excited to go during the holidays. I'm super excited and nervous to be there right after Rise of the Resistance opening. I'm kind of terrified of how long the lines are going to be. Um, And they haven't adjusted the park hours at all for Hollywood Studios, which seems really odd to me. Um, Right now, there's still like, it's just nine to nine. Mm. Um, So we'll see. (laughs) Um, But it's also kind of fun as a planner to be there and kind of get a figure that out. Uh Um, So yeah, I'll report back (laughs) how successful we were. Awesome. Okay, cool. Well, I hope you guys have an absolute blast. And I can't wait to talk to you again after you get back. Yes, I can't wait to tell you all about our trip. All right, we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye. Hey, Nassim, welcome back from your trip. Hey, thanks. I'm glad to be home, but also like sad to be gone from Disney. (laughs) I am sure. I am definitely sure. Well, I have been following along with all of the craziness at Disney over the last, you know, week or so with uh, Rise of Resistance opening. So I am so excited to hear about your trip. Yeah, we, it was not what I expected. But I also didn't know what to expect, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was, I'm interested to like, or I'm excited to share my feedback. Um, but it's going to like change whenever someone takes their next trip. So it probably won't be very helpful to them. But um, I'll definitely share what we experienced. Yeah, you know, it's funny because the way I record these, typically I record them and then release the podcast about a month later, kind of gives me some time to do the editing. And part of me was like, well, I should like rush this episode out so people (laughs) can hear it. But I'm like, by the time, even by the time I get it out, it's going to be, it'll be like, oh, hey, things are completely different now. So, uh, you know, it'll, we'll, we'll have to see what Disney does. I think they don't. I mean, it seems like they don't entirely know how to handle it. And so they're just kind of like making decisions day by day. Yeah. <laughs> um, that may or may not be accurate, but that's how it felt. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump into it. So you guys were going to be arriving on Saturday the 7th. So how did your arrival yeah. day go? It went really smoothly. So we 
so this time I decided to do the Magical Go Express since we were using our first day as kind of like a Disney Springs, like just rest and like inter Disney day. Um, so we took the Magical Express. It did take longer than I thought it would. <laughs> um, but still, I think we landed at 10, 20 a.m. or thereabout. And I think we were to the resort around 12-ish. Um, okay. So it was probably like a little under two hours, which isn't the worst. Um, we were staying at Port Orleans French Quarter. Um, and thankfully, we were it was Riverside and French Quarter on our bus. And we were thankfully the first stop. So that nice. was nice. <laughs> um, so we checked in. And then we decided part of why we chose French Quarter was so that we could take the boat over to Disney Springs. So we just left our luggage and decided to head straight to Disney Springs because we had brunch reservations at Wine Bar George. So okay. that's what we did. <laughs> Fun. How was that meal? Oh, my gosh. It was so good. I... So, well, I should say right before we did brunch, I went and upgraded my ticket to an annual pass. So, um, because I'm going to take a trip sometime this year with my nieces and my sister and my mom. Uh And since I was going to have a second trip, I decided it made sense with the photo pass and the discounts um, and the cost of tickets to go and upgrade to an annual pass. So I did that right before we went to brunch. Um, and Wine Bar George had an annual pass promo, which you could buy one glass of wine and get the second one for free, which nice. was awesome, except it, I can't handle two glasses of wine. So mostly my <laughs> husband had to like finish my wine. <laughs> <laughs> That's what husbands but, are for. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was, you could share it between two people. And so I was a little caught off guard when the guy's like, no, it's per person. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead and bring me another glass of rosé. Um, but the food was excellent. I was very impressed by it. I would highly recommend it. Um, if you're ever there on a weekend um, and can do brunch, it was probably one of the like best meals that we had at Disney on this trip. Um, it was like top five for sure. Awesome. Um, so we did that and then we just kind of like wandered around Disney Springs. We went to Ghirardelli for some like after brunch dessert at some point, which is like a mandatory stop for me at Disney Springs. Uh-huh. Um, we did like the fastest walk through the Christmas tree trail. Um, and oh, my mother-in-law had not brought good shoes for Disney. So we actually had to go on a shoe hunt, but thankfully there's so many stores there, but we got those. And then somehow it was already time for us to go take the boat back and head to dinner. So it was like a time <laughs> time loss in there. But it was like 5 o'clock and we had 6.30 reservations um, at Storybook Dining. So okay. we kind of rushed back to the boat and went back to the hotel to get ready for that. Awesome. Now, how did you get to Wilderness Lodge? So we took a lift because okay. A, we were running really late <laughs> um, because our wasn't ready when we checked in, which is, was kind of a bummer, but I knew it was early. Um, but because we'd been on the plane and then like running around, we all really wanted, like, even it was like a two minute shower to like shower and change our clothes. So yeah, we kind of rushed through that, got our room. Um, and so we didn't have a lot of time. So we just took a lift because I am all about convenience at Disney and I wasn't about to take a bus. And well, actually, I guess we would have had to go to a park and then take, I don't even know. It would have been a long time. <laughs> yeah. You would have had to go to like magic kingdom and then take yeah. a boat to right. wilderness yeah. lodge. Yeah. That would have been a lot. Um, yeah. So it was like, I don't know, 10 to $12 with a tip, um, for a lift, which wasn't bad. Um, yeah. so we did that and we went to 
the storybook dining at Artist Point, which is the Snow White um, character dining experience. How was that dinner? It was, the characters were amazing. Have you done this character dinner before? We have not. We do have it scheduled in February, okay. so don't ruin anything okay, for I me. <laughs> I will say the characters were, were so good. Um, I know you have two little girls. The evil queen is very in character, and she was very intimidating. So okay. fair warning there. Um, but it was really funny. Um, my mother-in-law was, like, trying to take a picture with her, and she kept telling her to get away. It was very entertaining <laughs> for me. Um, the food was okay. It okay. was... I'd heard it was really good. And then I think we might have just ordered things that weren't the best. I forget what we got. Um, I don't, it was a lot of food, first of all. And it just like, we couldn't even finish it. And my husband's a big eater. Um, Oh my goodness. I'll have to like, look up what we got. But I went back after our trip and read a blog. And it was like the one thing they were like, we don't recommend this. And I'm like, awesome. (laughs) That's three of us ordered. Um, (laughs) But it was still really awesome. It was, I'm glad we went. I'm a huge like Seven Dwarfs fan. And so getting to meet them and Snow White and the Evil Queen was super fun for me. So <laughs> I loved it. And we were using um, uh, dining credits. So we added the dining plan to our first night. And so it was an excellent use of a dining credit as well. So I felt good about that. Very cool. Okay. Did you all do anything after dinner or pretty much just head back? Yeah, we lifted back and I, you know put pajamas on and went straight to bed because (laughs) we were tired from travel, but we also had an early morning, uh, the next day at magic kingdom. So we went to bed. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So your magic kingdom day, the next day, how did that go? Yeah. So first of all, we had to check out and leave our bags at both services because we were switching to the swan that night. Um, and that was a really painless process. They make it so easy. Um, and then we took a lift because we had a pre-park opening at Be Our Guest. So we decided again, faster <laughs> and convenient. Um, we just lifted over to Magic Kingdom. Um, I think we got there probably like right about 7.30. So they let you in around 7.45 for pre-park. Um, so we went in, we ended up doing like some photo pass photos. Um, we'd pre-ordered our breakfast. Um, I can't believe how many people don't do that. The line was so long. (laughs) (laughs) So thankfully ours were super short. Um, we sat down, um, got drinks and they brought the food fairly quickly. So we got out of beer guests at 825. We're fast eaters. 25. Yep. Now what time was your actual reservation? Eight o'clock. Okay. Yeah, eight o'clock, we pre-ordered. Um, and partly it was because I was like, we need to finish and go get in line, which was <laughs> probably unnecessary, like, probably not necessary. But we were able to get in line. We were the first four in the like lineup for Mind Train. And we were on Mind Train at 845 and off by 850. So wow. we got that like knocked out. And then we were actually able to line up for Peter Pan before the park had even opened. So we were able to kind of not knock out those two rides. I don't, I don't like that word. Cause it's like, I enjoyed the rides, but we took care of two rides that had very long lines. Um, yeah. so that was awesome. And then we just sort of like, we're hopping around. It was a little difficult cause my mother-in-law didn't really understand the fast pass concept or like uh-huh. she wanted to sign up for, Oh my goodness. What's the name of the ride? Um, it's in Tomorrowland and it's like Dumbo, but it's with uh, a Orbiter. 
yeah, she wanted to go there at like nine, like nine thirty, and I was like, no, this is time. <laughs> like, I was like, we can do this later. Um, so anyhow, we skipped that thankfully. Um, but we did a few rides, and then we actually had a fast pass for Seven Dwarfs. Um, so we went and did that again about nine forty-five, and then we did Haunted Mansion, Pirates, like all of these things with sh- super short waits. Um, then we had a fast pass for Space. Um, the longest line I have a note on here, like snacks that we waited in that day was for the, it's the float that the, is it the Peter Pan float? Yeah. The one at, um, the storybook circus. Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, first of all, they moved the location, which threw me off because I had like a note to find it. They moved it over next to Friar Nooks, which is across from small world. Okay. Um, so they moved it. So it took us a while to find it. And I kid you not, we, I probably waited in line for at least 20 minutes for oh, this wow. boat and it was not worth it. Oh, <laughs> it was like a cute flow. But by the time I got out of line, I was like, this is ridiculous. I, it could have been 30 minutes. Honestly, it was a very long line. Um, and in that time we had a little bit of a mix up with our dining credits. So okay. We had snack credits, of course. And so my husband went to Friar Nook and I thought that the tater tots were a snack credit. I don't know what happened, but they ended up utilizing our table service credit for a Coke and a tater tot. And I was like, uh-huh. uh, no. Yeah. So at this point in the day, we actually had to go to guest services to kind of get that corrected. Um, and it was one of those things at the time that I overreacted to because it was, but, and I was like, oh, I kind of, I'm embarrassed that I got so upset about it, but we got it straightened out. And by upset, I mean upset at my husband. <laughs> but I'm like, how could he use a table service credit <laughs> at Friar Nook? Um, yeah. But anyhow, we did that. Um, we did Country Bears and then the Jingle Cruise. We were able to pick up a fourth fast pass for that. And then we went and found, I don't know, I feel like the crowds were fairly low um, because we got like a front row spot to the parade without even trying. Um, And I felt like fast passes were very available. Um, If you kind of know how to modify and continue getting fast passes, I I felt like you could get on most things besides Seven Dwarfs, which surprised me because it's December and I felt like when we went in May, it was much more crowded. but it was a party night, and I've heard sometimes on party when there's a party that night that sometimes the crowds are lower, and I felt like that was very true for us. Okay, um, which was awesome. So we watched the parade, and then we were all kind of ready to like move on. So we got some cupcakes with the rest of our snack credits, and then we went over to see the gingerbread house at the Grand Floridian. Okay, which was really fun. I mean, I kind of had hoped we'd make it to the contemporary and the grand Floridian to see Christmas. Um, so I'd made a dinner reservation at um, California grill to kind of guarantee we'd get to one of them. Um, but since we left early enough, we got to go to the grand Floridian. But when we went to like, when we got there, the monorail was so crowded and I don't know why it stayed that way. We probably stayed at the grand Floridian for about like 40 minutes, just kind of walking around. We went in some of the shops um, but one of the employee or cast members there thought perhaps it was because of the Christmas party. She said it was very like unusually crowded, but 
it didn't take like the line moved fairly quickly, but it was probably about a 10 minute wait um, to actually get on the monorail, 10 or 15 minute wait to get on the monorail to head to contemporary. Okay. Um, so that was a little unexpected, but again, we had time. So, yeah. you know, whatever. And then the best smell of the trip, hands down, mm-hmm. I never had had it before California grill. I was super impressed um, with the food there. The waitress was amazing. I can't recommend it enough. If people haven't tried it, um, I loved it. (laughs) Nice. Um, And we were able to use our, we kind of shared dining credit. So we had two appetizers, two entrees, two desserts, two alcoholic drinks. And then out of pocket, we paid for an extra appetizer and in like, uh, my mother-in-law got like a non-alcoholic, non-alcoholic drink. And so I think food-wise, we paid out of pocket maybe like $36 and then whatever the tip was. So uh-huh. again, I felt like it was a great use of like dining credits, even though it took two each um, with the amount of money we would have spent out of pocket. I think it worked out, worked out well. Nice. So you basically did like two people's worth of food so you used four dining credits and then bought a couple and just kind of shared the stuff that you guys got exactly yeah and it was honestly we were so full we'd done the same thing at breakfast we just um did two entrees and uh, that was so much food for and then snacks and it was it was like more than enough for us and we were able to use our dining credits and then just like pay tips out that day um so it worked out really well i I was very wary of the dining plan, but I think there's ways, you know, if you work it properly, it can work out in your favor. Um, but I, it did stress me out, obviously, earlier when I had, like, I got upset about <laughs> losing our table credit. It can be stressful <laughs> and make yeah. you irrational, but it worked out on um, to use it. And I think in the future, if I have a split say, I would do the same thing, you know, kind of plan out meals that work to use on the dining plan and then not have to worry about it on the rest of the trip. It worked for like my plating style. It was a good fit. I think that you're this one day just shows the two examples of the reasons why I both love and hate the (laughs) dining plan. Because I do love, you know, when we go to be our guest, um, especially because with quick service meals with kids, um, there's no difference between a kid's quick service credit and an adult quick service credit. They're all the same. And, you know, in a lot of cases, I I couldn't pay my children to eat something other than peanut butter and jelly. You know, that's like all (laughs) they want is the stuff on the kid's menu. And I'm like, that's fine. But when we go to be our guest, I plan to order two or three adult meals and just split it. And then they also give you the um, pastries as well. So it's more than enough food. So it works great. And that's, you know, especially be our guest um, for breakfast and lunch, I want to say is like $28 per meal, which is highway robbery to pay out of pocket. I mean, it's cheaper (laughs) to go to the plaza, which is a sit down dining restaurant. Um, but when you're using a credit, it's great. But we had the same thing on our last trip that um, we went to Sleepy Hollow to get some of the like waffle, um, like the Nutella waffle and whatever. Ooh, yes. And there was some that that's not snack credit worthy. Um, so I wanted to just pay for it. But there was some issue where like directly charging on my magic band wasn't working. But he didn't tell me that. Yes. I just said, you know, yes. hey, I want to I'm going to put this on my magic band. And he's like, great. And it like 
like I saw him kind of make a face, but he like pushed some buttons and he's like, okay, you're good to go. And I looked at the app later and I realized he had charged me a quick service meal for a waffle that is $8 and did not come with a drink. (laughs) And I was furious because I have spreadsheets that show me all of the best restaurants, you know, that I've gone through and calculated (laughs) where are we using our credits to maximize value. And I was like, no, and it didn't occur to me to go to um, guest services. I probably should have done that. But it like stressed me out. I'm like, that basically just cost us the $12 difference for what we could. Yeah. So it's so hard. And honestly, like I probably, I at least spent 20 minutes at guest services, which was frustrating. I mean, and so it's actually the second time I've gone to guest services at Magic Kingdom and both experiences, like the lady was, the cast member was very helpful, but they also have no sympathy for you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I know that varies. I'm sure they deal with a lot of complaints and a lot of things that are like really silly. Um, In this, I was just asking her to like, you know, kind of correct it and pay out of pocket what I needed to or whatever. But it's just such a long experience. Like it's such a long line and it's like, is this worth it? But for this instance, since it was a deluxe dining plan, um, I needed that table service. It was worth it. But I mean, it's definitely an inconvenience and it's unfortunately one of those things you can't wait till later because it's a time sensitive like use. You know, because other things you can email about if you really have an issue, but not on that. So yeah, anyhow, I agree. (laughs) It's good and bad. Well, good. Well, I'm glad you guys loved your dinner. Did you do anything after dinner or again, just kind of head back and crash? So we headed back because we were checking in at the Swan. So we got checked in there, um, got our bags. um, And that was, you know, easy. Um, And yeah, we went to bed. We're, we're definitely all early risers and like go to bed early people, which is very helpful for like rope dropping parks, but also makes it very difficult. Like come the afternoon, we all, and this happened on my last trip too. I kind of hit a wall where like everyone kind of starts getting a little irritated, like about one or two o'clock. Uh-huh. And it's like, okay, we're kind of done for the day. So <laughs> the negative with that is we, uh, well, I guess we'll get to that, but we didn't really see any of the parks at night except for one. <laughs> Okay. So, and I had we had really hopes this trip with like the Christmas decorations to like, you know, take a break and go back, but we were just so tired. Um, because Disney's exhausting, and the way I'm like always like, oh, we need to go here because there's a short wait, or I just got a fast pass, and I kind of run people like to like they're very tired because of me as well. So, <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, but that was it. We went to bed because we were also waking up early again the next day for Animal Kingdom because they had um, early hours for um, guests that are staying on site. So that was the end of day two. Okay. So um, how did your Animal Kingdom day go? It went well. So I, the last time I'd done Flight of Passage, I had rope dropped it and done a fast pass. And so I was very set on trying to do that again, but a little nervous because the park was opening at eight and I didn't really know how early we needed to be there to like, cause you kind of have to be like the first hundred people in line if you want to really like walk on Flight of Passage and uh-huh. also very comfortable to like walk very fast. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and last time I had a, okay, I will say I had a very positive experience this time when I went in May, I was very bothered by like, people were aggressive. They were pushing, they were Mm. running. It was chaos. (laughs) Um, but for some reason the early, like 
hours. They let people through the gates at, oh, I didn't write that down. We were on flight of passage by 735. So they must have let us through at 725 or so. What time was the actual? Eight o'clock. Okay, so eight o'clock is when the extra magic hour was scheduled to start with a park opening of nine. Yeah, the regular park. Yes, correct. Yeah. So, and I'd read some mixed reports about like Pandora. I know they've been opening it early. And then I heard a report that they weren't doing that anymore. Uh So I didn't really know what was going on, but they did open the park early for Pandora. So, but people were not aggressive like they were in Faye. Oh, good. (laughs) We got like, we got to the like holding area at the bridge and then they just kind of like walked everyone back, but no one was like elbowing and shoving and it was much more civil. Good. (laughs) Um, And we were able to like walk on. um, And I knew my mother-in-law and my husband would love the ride and they did. So it was definitely like worth like getting up and getting to the park by seven. um, So we could experience it twice. It's, Definitely my, well, now we'll get to that, but it's definitely my top two, right? <laughs> okay. Um, and so we did that. And then there's like a little like food stand right outside the Avatar store that has sausage biscuits that are delicious. Okay. <laughs> um, so we got one of those, like did a um, like quick restroom trip. And then we walked over to go on um, Navi. And I I think the wait said it was probably 20 minutes, but I show here that we waited just like about eight minutes to get on. So it was pretty quick. I mean, that's one of those rides. I know you've talked about this, like it's fun, but I, I was like, uh, 20 minutes. Is that even worth it? (laughs) Um, but it was nice to do. And then we kind of took a like break and went in some of the shops and did photos because, no one in our group wanted to ride Everest and we had fast passes for um, dinosaur and the safari. And so there was nothing we needed to really rush to, okay. which was nice. Um, so we did that. And then this was like the worst like park strategy, but we went to on it's, it's tough to be a bug, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was one of those things where again, like what, what, what else were we going to do? Like we didn't want to go wait in line for one of the Pandora rides. And um, so we did that. My mother-in-law loved it. Like, I think it was one of her favorite experiences. Oh, okay. <laughs> really funny because I know not everyone likes that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but absolutely loved it. And then um, we went and took a photo, the, like, photo pass with Doug because – is Doug the dog? Is that – am I yes. from us? Okay. Yes. I always confuse them. Um, <laughs> I, I'm like, we have the photo pass. Let's, like, utilize it as much as possible. Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize this until this trip, but I actually love meeting characters. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I hadn't done it on our last trip because we didn't have photo pass. And I was like, oh, that's for children. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people enjoy it. I don't think it's for me. And then the night before when we did the like Snow White dinner or two nights before, I was like, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of incorporated that a little bit more in our trip than I had planned. Um depending on lines. Um, and then we did the safari and with a fast pass, we did flight of passage again, dinosaur. And then we did a lunch at flame tree barbecue, which was our first time to try that. And it was really good. Good. I think we probably mobile ordered. And then I was able to pick up, uh, it was warm that day. I should say one of the surprises of our trip was how warm it was in December. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I had known that it was going to be in like the 70s and low 80s, but I wasn't 
prepared for quite how like humid it was on the Mm. trip. Um, So like it didn't feel too bad on Monday at Animal Kingdom, but the next few days felt like very hot. Okay. Um, Because of that, I picked up a fast pass for Cali River Rapids. So we actually decided to do that. I wasn't sure if we'd want to because it's December. So, but they had fast pass. Again, the park seems like not crazy crowded, at least when we were there. Because I felt like fast passes were pretty readily available. Um, and that's kind of how I gauge how crowded the park is. And it didn't feel crowded. Okay. Um, and I was surprised. Again, it's December. When I went in May, I feel like the crowds were much more crowded. And it was like mid-May when we went, which was supposed to be off-season. So I was pleasantly surprised by that. Uh-huh. But at that point in the day, we were kind of trying to decide, like, what do we want to do next? Do y'all want to go to the shows? Or, But it was starting to get around that time when people were tired. <laughs> so it was like uh-huh. about 1 o'clock. And we made a decision to add on park hoppers and go ahead and leave Animal Kingdom and head over to Epcot to, to like, go eat there and do Soren. And part of the reason we added the hoppers is because at this point, we'd found out that to ride Rise of the Resistance, you needed to get there very early in the morning. Okay. And we decided to the next day that we would try and get to Hollywood Studios around 5.30. And so in order to do that, we needed hoppers um, because of the plans we'd already made. So we actually left Animal Kingdom at that. Um, no, I'm sorry. We did the jungle trek and then added on hoppers at guest services and then we left around like one-ish. Um, we went back to the hotel, uh, took a quick break, and then we went to Epcot. Okay. How did that go? It was it was good. We were, were at the Swans, so we could take the, um, are they the friendship boats? Is that the name of them? Uh-huh. So we took the friendship boat um, over to Epcot, and I was able to get a fast pass uh, for Soren. Again, availability of fast passes. I don't know what was going on. They uh-huh. were like, I... I was a little frustrated because I felt like I could keep getting fast passes, but my husband and mother-in-law were like, oh, we've ridden this ride already. I'm done. And I'm like, but I can get fast passes. <laughs> um, I was like, y'all don't appreciate my skills. <laughs> um, but we did Soren, and then we kind of like, um, the festival of the holidays was going on. So we like got some snacks at some food booths, and um, we did the like ride in Mexico, Um and then I think we did a quick service at the Morocco restaurant. I just can't remember the name of it. Um, I don't know the name of it, but it's in Morocco. It's, I think, the only, like, quick service location there. Okay. Um, and then I think we probably boated back at that point. I don't know what time it was because I didn't take a note of that. But we knew we were waking up at, like, 4.45. So we're <laughs> like, we should probably go to bed. Um, so the next morning is when we tried Rise of Resistance for the first time. All right. How did that go? So we were, okay, again, because we were at the Swan, technically we could have walked, but my mother-in-law was getting really tired. Um, It's a lot of walking at Disney. And so we actually decided to take a lift. Unfortunately, the lift took like 15 minutes. So we ended up at the park at 539, um, which is a little later than we wanted. Um, But... We got through, so they opened the top styles, is that the word, at 631, and we were actually able to get boarding group 11. Okay. The whole, like, I was very, like, anxious, though, when we were in line, because I'm like, what if my app doesn't work? Like, Mm -hmm. what if our magic bands don't read? Like, 
because it was all this pressure. It's like you're here, like you have to get a boarding group to ride. Like we've never done this before. Like I'd read all the articles, but anyhow, we made it through and I was like, okay, we've, <laughs> we've, we've done it. Um, <laughs> so we got through, um, like took a quick break and then we went over Slinky Dog and this is when the park started feeling crowded. Um, we spend the next three days off and on at Hollywood Studios and pretty much every day there got increasingly more crowded. Okay. Um, at least that's how it felt. And I would say even with fast passes, at the first day was the least crowded and then it got increasingly more crowded. Okay. Um, but so Slinky Dog was surprisingly still like a little bit of a wait, even at 645 in the morning. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but we were on at 701, um, and our boarding group got called for rise of the resistance while we were on. I know technically the touring strategy is like, go ride all the rides, but the, my husband and mother-in-law were like, we want to go on the ride. That's why we're here. So we actually went ahead and headed over to, um, Star Wars lands and they hadn't, op- Toy Story is technically right by Star Wars land, but at that time in the morning, you actually have to walk all the way around to the other entrance. Okay. I don't know how to, I don't know yeah. how to just, but it was a little frustrating because it's like, it's right there. But, um, <laughs> so we walked over, we got a coffee on the way. Um, and so our boarding group was called at 649. We got in line for it at 721. And then we were off by 810. So uh, it took about 50 minutes from the point we got in line to get getting off. Um, and I don't really want to like explain it because I know a lot of people are afraid of spoilers, but I will say I would agree with the review. It's like scary if you're like for Star Wars scary, but not ride scary. I would encourage anyone to ride. I would say like know your kids and know like if they're afraid of Star Wars, like this ride is very immersive. So, you know, kind of gauge it that way. But it is definitely one of the most incredible like ride experiences that Disney's ever done. Like it definitely lived up to the hype. But it wasn't at all like it wasn't what I expected at the same time. And I don't know how to say more without like ruining it. (laughs) I appreciate you keeping it spoiler free for us. Yeah, but I I definitely it's it's worth experiencing. Who knows what the future holds with like how to get on the ride. But Mm -hmm. um, I would have loved to have ridden it when I wasn't so sleepy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's the only like if I could change something and I guess you could arrive later, get a later boarding group, but that also runs the risk of a, they're running out or like the ride was breaking down fairly frequently. And Mm -hmm. I know what then they would, if it broke down, you would get a fast pass. But then I read a few blogs, like I was following a mouse hacking on Instagram. And I know like one of the days he got like two different, like two fast pass and he still was never, never able to ride the ride. Or maybe Mm -hmm. it was like late at night or something um, because the ride breaking down. So it's just one of those things we were really fortunate. It didn't break down when we wrote it uh, because we did have a Christmas party that night. So I was a little, that's another reason we got there so early. We knew we had like a set amount of time that we had to ride the ride yeah. before the party. But anyhow, we, we did that. And then we actually went and took the Skyliner for the first time over to Epcot. Cause we had garden grill reservations. Okay. Um, and I bumped those a little bit later. Thankfully, they had some availability. We originally had an 840, and I was able to get a 925. Um, the Skyliner is awesome, by the way. I was really nervous about it, but those are amazing. Uh, so smart of Disney. I know they had some hiccups when they started, but 
absolutely amazing. It took about 20 minutes to get from Epcot to Hollywood Studios. You do have to transfer at, I think, Caribbean Beach. Uh Okay. um, But really smooth. Um, I'm afraid of heights and it didn't bother me. So I would also, I mean, I'm sure everyone's a little bit different and like how their height fear may be. But for me, I was, I felt, I felt safe. Um, Okay. So we ate at Garden Grill. Again, we were so tired. (laughs) I feel like everything was a little bit like, I don't know how to put it. Like, I still enjoyed it, but I was so tired. Yeah. Um, We all felt that way. Like, I was like, we had fast passes for that morning. We didn't use any of them except Frozen because everyone was like, I'm just too tired. And so kind of a bummer, but it's also one of those things like, I know people do this with kids. It's the same with adults. It's like, okay, well, we're just not going to do those things. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you sp- especially when you're the planner and you're like, oh, but I secured these times. And yeah, it's kind of like, okay, well, let's just go with the flow. It's one of those trips. Like Rise of the Resistance definitely like added an element we weren't expecting um, to the degree it was. Um, so, yeah, we just we did Frozen because I knew that would be hard to acquire a fast pass for again. Yeah. Um, and I love Frozen. <laughs> so we did that <laughs> and we took a break because we had Christmas party. So we took a break around 1130 and then we didn't actually leave for the Christmas party until um, about around 330. Okay. All right. So you guys hit three parks that day. Yes. In <laughs> the lesson, I wish I would have like, I wish we would have taken it easier that morning. Mm-hmm. It ended up being too much. So yeah. even with the break, I mean, it's just exhausting. Like you're, getting from park to park is a lot. All the experiences, like it's just a lot, I think. And our bodies were already tired from the previous few days. Um, So my mother-in-law was starting to not feel good. And Mm. so I asked her, I was like, do you want to go to the Christmas party? She's like, I wouldn't miss it for the world. I think she's glad she went, but you'll discover at the end of this, she actually was very sick. (laughs) She shouldn't have gone, but Anyhow, we took a minivan to get there, which was a little bit of a splurge, but it was her Christmas present. Um, so we got a minivan, which was my first time doing that. So convenient. <laughs> um, nice. Since we were in the Magic Kingdom, it drops you like right off near the bus stops. Uh-huh. We had to go to guest services because I had like my ticket. I Anyhow, something with our tickets. We got our tickets. Um, we rode a few rides. And then we ate, like, we got a quick service at Columbia Harbor House, which was also my first time to try that. Very delicious. Oh, good. That's one of my favorite quick services. I've heard good things. And so I was like, if we're going to get quick service, let's try this place. Um, And my husband and I just shared, like, a tuna sandwich. But it was so good. I was... I was really, I was very pleased and it was like $12. I'm like the chips, the sandwich. I was impressed. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Um, And we did a few more things. And then at that point I'd really had my like hopes set on meeting the seven dwarfs. Uh huh. We, so I know uh, like on WDW prep school, she suggests getting there at 5:30, and I got there at 5:40, and the line was going to be about like an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And I should have just waited but I have this thing with lines. I'm like, is it worth it? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, oh, let's not do it. And my husband's like, no, why are we here? Like, and, and anyhow, it was one of those things where like no one could decide what they wanted to do. <laughs> like, honestly, at that point, we were still so tired. Like, yeah. even though we'd taken a nap and 
it, I was like, oh no, this like Christmas party is going to be rough. No. And it kind of was. Um, <laughs> anyhow, we were all kind of getting irritated. And my mother's like, we're going to Dumbo. And we waited for 20 minutes to go on Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was one of those things. But then we went and did Big Thunder in the dark, which was super fun. Um, we picked up snacks. We met Jack Sparrow, which who knows how long that line was. It was a while. And then we went and watched uh, the first stage show. I don't know the name of it, um, but whatever the stage show is for Christmas, there's like several of them throughout the party. Uh-huh. Um, and my mother-in-law loved that. She was like dancing. <laughs> got into it. Um we did that. We went to the Monsters, Inc., um, the Laugh Floor, since they had, like, the Christmas overlay. I thought that would be fun. And it was uh, – it's such a cute show. I love it. And then we went and did Space because it also had the overlay. Um, uh-huh. That was terrifying. <laughs> it, have you done it at the Christmas party? I have not, no. Okay. It's lit up <laughs> so you can see the tracks. And uh-huh. it was scary. It was fun, but – Never again am I <laughs> like the bet like Space Mountain is like much yeah, you don't want to be able to see the tracks in that place and you <laughs> um and then we decided my husband really wanted to do seven dwarfs and I'm like, well why not? So we went and waited and it was about I think probably about a thirty to forty minute wait. You um, mean seven dwarfs mind train, oh, not yes, meeting the dwarfs. Yes, I didn't meet the seven dwarfs. I regret that. I honestly I, it's, it was our first party and I thought my priority was to do like rides and get snacks. But in retrospect, I realized I really liked meeting characters and I wish uh-huh. I prioritized that, but I didn't strategize. And I was like, I don't know how, what I'm doing. And I don't know if this line is like, if this is a good amount of time to wait. And I, I just, I don't know. It was one of those things where I kind of switched strategies and I, I'm such a planner that I felt like insecure about every decision I was making with it. Yeah. And then I was tired and like, no, like I'd be like, well, what ride do y'all want to go on? And they're like, oh, well, we've already ridden that. I'm like, but we're at the Christmas party. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyhow, within all of that, a few days before I was like, oh, I'm going to book the parade party at Tony's. Well, this is when my mother-in-law really started feeling bad. Um, Mm -hmm. And I should have just been like, let's go on call and see if we can get that refunded. She ended up having a stomach bug that night. Um, But we didn't realize until after the parade. So anyhow, we stayed through the parade party. But that there was, I wish we would have just gone home. She she started feeling bad. She ended up being sick all night um, and out for all of Wednesday. So that was definitely, obviously not... um, Something that we had anticipated, um, fast forward, we go home, we get home via bus. It's thankfully really quick. Um, the next morning we were planning to wake up to go to rise. And when we called her, we realized that she was sick. So Mm. she actually, we didn't go to rise that morning. We decided to just sleep in. Um, and then my mother-in-law stayed and we got her some medicine and, um, a few things. And then my husband and I went to Hollywood studios on Wednesday, but she stayed behind and that was, that was rough having someone in your group who's sick and you're worried about them, but you're like, what do we do? And uh, yeah, that was, that was hard. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. So we didn't get to the park until about like, I think probably 10 o'clock that morning we slept in, we just took our time. And then we actually walked because I I was like, we're right here. Let's walk since it's just the two of us. It was a really easy 15 minute walk to Hollywood studios and we had fast passes, so we did Slinky Dog again, Toy Story. Um, oh, 
we picked up fast passes. I'm sorry. Two of my tier ones expired before we got to the park. So I had a fast pass for Slinky. And when that was done, I was able to pick up Toy Story fast pass and then also an Alien Swirling Saucers fast pass. Okay. So again, they were fairly easy to go, but I, I never saw Slinky Dog. Um, but this is the day where it was definitely st- like I felt it felt more crowded. Mm-hmm. We did that. We did. We went ahead and just kind of explored Star Wars land. And thankfully, at this point, you could walk into Star Wars through Toy Story. So we spent like a couple hours. We did Single Rider from Millennium Falcon. That ride is not that great. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's cool, but it did make me slightly emotion sick. Okay. And so I was like, uh, my, my husband was like, oh, this is like, I think he enjoyed it, but really wanted to be a pilot. I'm like, I don't want to wait on that standby line. I don't even like the ride experience. Like it felt like Star Tours, yeah. but with like roles, like I was a gunner and he got an engineer because we did single rider, but I'm glad we did it. But I'll tell you the next day we ended up waiting in line for that thing for so long. Mm. Um, but we went and had all the snacks and got some souvenirs. Oh, we were supposed to build lightsabers that day. But since my mother-in-law was sick, um, my husband decided, let's just cancel the reservations. Um, so I had to call because obviously if you cancel online, you're going to get charged like $200 a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did have to spend several like... I had to get in line at guest services for one thing. I had to call for another. So I spent several times that day on the phone or in line. But it is, you know, it is what it is. Um, but we did build a droid together. They were able, I had a 6 p.m. reservation. And this is a tip for anyone with droids. They were able, since it wasn't super busy, you can go in with a reservation and be like, hey, can you let me in now? And they were able to do that. Oh, good. It was nice because we were like, we don't want to stay in the park as late since his mom wasn't there. Um, we knew we kind of wanted to call it an earlier night. So it was nice that they could accommodate that. And I yeah. don't think it's the same with lightsabers, but with the droid, they were able to. And that was a fun experience. I'm glad we did that. Um, and it's, I think the price on that is like $109 with tax. And okay. there is no annual pass discount. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, that's a bummer. But <laughs> anyhow, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to like, uh, we had an Ogas, so we did that. That was a really fun thing. I would agree with people's assessment. Like it's not necessarily like super kid friendly, but if your kid likes Star Wars, I think it's really fun to do. Okay. Um, so, I mean, my recommendation is if they're like, if your kids are interested in Star Wars, it's not, there are like, thankfully we were able to sit at a table and it didn't feel like overly like a bar. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't, it felt like a Star Wars set. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. So I'd recommend it even with kids if they like Star Wars, but otherwise okay. it'd be too much. Um, but we did that. And I think I want to say we probably headed back shortly after that. We didn't, um, we didn't do a lot. Again, my husband was really worried about his mom. She was sick. So I, we went and checked on her and I think we called it an early like night or even afternoon. I want to say we left around four. Okay. Oh, we ate at sci-fi. Okay. <laughs> I forgot. Was that for lunch or for dinner? For, it was like a 3 p.m. I was able to get a day of reservation. Okay. Like a late lunch. Um, and that was really fun. I, I had never done that before. Um, but since it was just the two of us, I was like, let me see if I can get a reservation. Um, and we really enjoyed that. So that was like a nice thing. And then we, that was the last thing we did. So we left like after that to go back to the hotel. Okay. Did you all do anything that evening back at the hotel or just kind of take it easy? We took it easy. I, yeah, because my husband just got like snacks from the hotel that night for dinner. I think it's only yeah. like $30 snacks, but you know. <laughs> um, 
yeah, so that was that day. His mom was like starting to feel better, but you know how stomach bug is. It like wipes you out. Yeah. And I'm also definitely the type of person that's like someone has a stomach bug the whole time. I'm like, am I getting it? Do I have a stomach <laughs> bug? Stomach hurting? Is there something like, and so yeah. gosh, that was a rough day, honestly. Like, I mean, I'm, my husband and I got to have some time together, just the two of us. And that was awesome. But it was definitely one of those days where you're like, I wish we could just have a redo on this, like kind mm. of the Christmas party onward. But again, you just kind of go with it because what are you going to do? People get sick and experiences get missed. Um, and that's one of the things that was kind of hard for me. It's like, especially the Christmas party, because with the parade party and the Christmas ticket for three of us, it was, that's over $600 of investment you've just made. And you're like, yeah. Oh, you cringe, right? Like if you don't like fully utilize it, but then it's also like, that is what it is. Like yeah. it's a, an experience we learned, like, this is what I would do this differently next time or not do this at all. And so I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> move on. I get that. Okay. All right. So then your last day, how did that go? Well, so I'm glad we went to Star Wars, like uh, Rise of the Resistance on Tuesday morning, because Thursday morning, we're like, we're going to wake up early. We're going to do this. All our alarms went off. And um, my husband's like, I just want to sleep. And it's, <laughs> it's, you're kind of like, you're like, that ride was so cool, but do I want to get up at four in the four forty-five in the morning to get to the park at five thirty? And yeah. we were like, I think at that point we we're just like, no. Like we don't <laughs> So we slept in. We didn't actually get to the park until like uh, around 10 again. Um, and at that point we actually so on Wednesday, one of the reasons we got guest services is since my mother-in-law was sick, I didn't know if there was anything they could do to like comp a day of her ticket. Um, I didn't know how that works. I kind of asked in one of the groups I'm in and they're like, well, you can always ask. And so I'm like, okay, well, it doesn't hurt. But since we didn't know if she would be back missing one day or two days, they told us to come back on Thursday and they would kind of go from there. So we got a case number. Anyhow, when we went to the park that morning, we went to guest services. Um, she was there obviously, (laughs) but the funny thing is, so we waited in line for like 30 minutes. They could not like figure it out for some reason, but the lady, the cast member was so nice. Um, but it was like $15. I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> I, and I should have known that, but we'd added on park hoppers. So I didn't know if it was more valuable, but it was not. Um, yeah. And I was like, that's really funny. But the lady felt bad for us. So she gave us some fast passes, which we didn't even like, we weren't even able to utilize. Oh. Um, but it was like, that's really funny. But the like cast member was so nice. Like, honestly, it was like a nice experience. So whatever. Well, that's good. Yeah. And I mean, you know what? $15 is $15. Sure. Yeah. Like, better than nothing. Um, It just was super funny after all that time. Yeah. Tickets are worth over 500 that only one day of it is like 15 of it. But whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> super funny. But we did that. And then... um. We probably went to Starbucks, I'm sure. It's always a stop on our list. <laughs> and then we did our, our fast passes. So we did Slinky Dog again. And at that point, I think we were all like, we've had fun with Slinky Dog and we're over Slinky Dog. <laughs> we did three times at that point. Um, again, oh, we did, I'm sorry, we did Star Tours first because I had that tier one fast pass. Um, and then we'd lost one of them at some point in there. So then I was able to get a Toy Story again. Um we did Toy Story and then we went into, um, oh, we did Woody's Lunchbox. We mobile ordered and it was starting to rain. It was rainy this day. Okay. Um, thankfully, we got like under an umbrella, but we um, ate kind of like a late 
breakfast, early lunch there. And then we went to Star Wars land and we wanted our mother-in-law to get a lake or my mother-in-law to get a lake, see the lands and go in the shops because the first day we'd done the rise of the resistance, we kind of just went in the lands and then did the ride. And then we headed to Epcot. So she hadn't gotten to go in the shops or kind of see any of that. So we did that. And then my husband really run in my mother-in-law's ride, um, smugglers run and the standby line was 85 minutes. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, no, we're not. <laughs> so we had a little bit of a disagreement about this. And we're like, okay, we'll just do single rider. And the single rider took 40 minutes. Uh. It was, it was not ideal. And then at that point, we're like, well, we should have just gone in the regular line, you know, because <laughs> you don't get to pick your, I don't know if you get to pick your role in the regular line, but you definitely are never going to be a pilot and like single rider. Like that would be highly unlikely. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of one of those experiences where it was like, I can't believe we're waiting in this line for this long. And it there. So when you go in, um, smugglers run, at least with the single rider, there's two ways, like it splits off at one point, like most lines, you can go left or you can go right. And apparently the right line was moving very fast because the guy in front of us, part of his group had gone that way and we'd gone to the left and it was not moving. Um, <laughs> it was also one of those things is like, ah, we picked the wrong line, but again, what are you going to do? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I know we went in, like we did some shots. Oh, we did frozen. So, um, I, the frozen sing along to me is hilarious because of the historian. So oh, yeah. We did that. That was fun. And then we decided to go over. We didn't have a lot of time left, um, but we went over to Epcot uh, via the the boat. Um, uh-huh. And we just went to the World Showcase and um, we were able to get a Via Napoli reservation and got some snacks there and then ate Via Napoli. And then we had to pick up our bags and head to the airport. And um, that was mostly smooth. It was raining a lot at this point. And mm. so, um, it did take a while to get to the airport. Um, I forget now how much longer, but probably about 20 extra minutes just to get to the airport. And then both of our flights got delayed, which uh. was a bummer, but, um, ours thankfully got in, um, probably just about 20 ish minutes later, which wasn't too bad, but my mother-in-law's had a connection and she got held up overnight. Oh, so hers was definitely the worst of worst of the delays, but I think they put her up in a hotel and obviously she made it back. But, um, especially after her being sick, I think I was like, Oh, what like a bummer way to like get home. But, um, yeah, and it was a good trip. It just, you know, the sickness throws things off and, you know, all those little bumps along the road, but it was still like, I think everyone had a good time. And my husband, I think likes Disney a lot more than he thought he did. And I was excited about that. (laughs) Good. So I want to talk a little bit, you know, I've talked to a lot of people who've stayed at French Quarter, but I have not talked to a lot of people who stayed at Swan. So I wanted to hear what was your overall impression of your stay there? Sure. So I've now stayed at May. I stayed at the Dolphin and this trip we did the Swan. I highly suggest it. Um, the rate we were able to get on this trip, um, I got it through Priceline Express. There's a guy on touring plans who is kind of a whiz with Priceline Express. His name is John, and I forget his last name. Um, but he's in a group of mine, and he gave me some tips, and I was able to tell that it was the swan that I was booking. Um, and I got it for $200, $200 a night, including taxes and fees. Um, nice. 
So it was a really great rate. Um, I felt the same way about the dolphin, like comfortable, like it doesn't, it isn't the same as a Disney hotel. Like there is a little bit of a disconnect, but as far as like location, I mean, it's really, it's hard to beat like price and location. I mean, I'd recommend it. Um, and I wasn't able to use the pool, um, just by choice. I didn't use the pool. Um, but I think they have a pretty good pool between them as well. But yeah, the only annoying thing is that like 30 or $35 a night, like add on, you have to think about that when you're like checking on prices. But Mm. I think compared to like the boardwalk beach club and yacht club, those are, I mean, at three to 400 at least a night. Yeah. Yeah, I'd recommend it. Okay. So based on this trip, what one tip would you give a first timer? I feel like the tip that you get here, you hear a lot, be flexible. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, you know, I will say this, like, it'd been a long time since I'd done a Disney trip when I went in May and then this and I, now that I've done these two trips, I really and I have this annual pass, I definitely know I'm doing one other trip this year with my nieces. I want to take that trip slow and adding in that break day, which I've never done, like, I wish I would like, I, I feel like having a day like in between parks would be so nice. And I really wish like I would have incorporated that on both of these trips. Like, I feel like you'd enjoy the park more if you add in a break day. So I'm going to add break day as my probably number one tip. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. Yeah, that's definitely a great tip. It's really easy to go into it with lots of big plans and come out just exhausted. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's hard. You're it's a lot of money going to Disney and you want to like do everything and see everything. And that's impossible. And I just, I think now I'm like, okay, I want to take trips that are relaxed. Like I want to go and do tours and I, I want to do the like slow paced things at this point, you know, it's yeah, I'm at that point. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and telling us all about your trip. You guys definitely had some ups and some downs, but it sounds like on the whole, it was a great trip. Yeah, it's always fun to go. And yeah, it was fun to get to talk about it. Hopefully I didn't ramble too much. It's hard to like, <laughs> keep up with like, there's so many moving parts on the trip to like, okay, what do we do? And uh, but yeah, it, it was fun. And I'm, I'm glad we got to take this trip. Good. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. Big thanks to Nassim for coming on the show this week. Remember that you can check out the show notes for more information about the things that we discussed in this episode. And it will also have the link to submit your 2020 trips. That is it for this week. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at mouseandbackpod. Please rate this podcast or leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the show, but most importantly, have an awesome week. Bye, everybody. <laughs>